0: Hello, hello, thank you. Guys, please calm down, calm down. We're back for another week. Welcome to the Fed by Farmers podcast with me, Cammie Wilson.
1: And me, Iona Murray.
0: Iona, how have you been this week?
1: I've been okay, thank you, Cammie. But more importantly,
0: how have you been this week? Finally you asked me. Thank you so much for asking how my week's been. Tell me. i had a great week. Have you? I, I, I did a massive bucket list achievement this week. I was on off the ball. Now, for a lot of people, it probably means nothing to you as well, but to a lot of people outside of Scotland, it will mean absolutely nothing. But in Scotland, if you are if you like football, I suppose, but you don't particularly need to like football because I don't actually I, yet I like sports, but I just like the two guys that present it, Tam Cowan and Stuart Cosgrove. They're one of the last old school, mm-hmm. borderline being cancelled every week with the things they say.
1: Well close to the bone
0: Oh yeah They, yeah. they still say like uh, Pumped And And buzz And <laughs> No pumped as in like You know that team got pumped Yeah Which means beaten it by a lot If anyone's not familiar with the
1: phrase
0: <laughs> uh, There is other connotations of pumped But that's not Well I suppose it All comes from the same kind of connotation However Amazing I was on with Jim Smith as well Farmer Jim Ah oh. Yeah it, it was good He was a laugh It was just amazing So
1: what was it t- That's so random How did it come about?
0: Well, I'd, been, I'd emailed them and everything. Oh, and I, I, kept, I kept saying to the landlord team, I'd said to Doogie Vipont, uh-huh. You know, if you see the boys, tell them I want on. It's on the, it genuinely was on my bucket list. I'm not just saying that. I absolutely love the show. I listen to it every week. And actually, I heard the, there was a girl who does rocks on Instagram. She like loves rocks. She's a Scottish girl. What, Scottish l- geologist, I think she's called.
1: Oh, right, like actual rocks? Oh, she just... talks about rocks. Right.
0: And she got on it and I'm like... Well, oh, she's she's great and she's an absolute laugh. But I'm like, mm-hmm. if she can go on it, surely I can do niche, it. quite So niche. after the Fiona thing, that was my chance. Mm-hmm. I was like, get us on there. So yeah, we said my my boss at Landward mm-hmm. sent an email to the producer. Got us on. So exciting! And I have to apologise to the Landward team who I know listen to this podcast. i to give them a shout out on it.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, can't do it all, can we? Yeah, okay. I
0: know, I know. And Tam, they lead it. They very much lead it, and you just so answer were they the questions.
1: Just like, was, was it lots about Fiona.
0: They asked a bit about fuel and a bit about farming. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, a hilarious moment where uh, one of the football pundits were in, giving a, a roundup of what was on that week and what the talking mm-hmm, points mm-hmm. were. And they were talking about a, an incident with a, you know, p- potential incident in the box about pulling jerseys. Right. And Tom turned around to me and Jim and said, Do you boys ever pulled a jersey." <laughs> <laughs> uh, which was absolutely hilarious, uh, absolutely hilarious. So, um, and if you're not sure why that's funny, then ask someone else. I don't want to go into it. Google it. Yeah, <laughs> Google it. <that>. Yeah, <laughs> pulling off a jersey. See, see what comes up. Um, that's fantastic wee cows. Fantastic wee cows. Anyway, it's the bills you need to watch for. But uh, yeah, and have you done anything good this week?
1: <laughs> no, not really, it's been quite a quiet week, I've been not very well, not to go on about myself too much
0: No, no, I can see it looking at you here
1: <laughs> I'm actually feeling a lot better
0: Sorry, sorry
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's just
0: your usual Yeah. No, to be fair, I'm feeling it as well uh, Jock, my oldest, he's got the uh, a chest infection, he's on antibiotics And yeah, everyone's, Angus, the youngest, was meant to be going for a scan tomorrow for a thing on his mm. nose He was going to get knocked out unconscious But he's got the cold now, so oh, it's unlikely that's going to happen.
1: Is it weird for you saying like my oldest, like you've got enough children to say?
0: oh I'm kind of used to it now. Are you? Yeah, I still feel like a child myself.
1: Yeah, it's, it's mad. mad. And you've the fact got two that, and a
0: third one coming. Uh huh. You're like, gonna have three. You're gonna be a father of three
1: children. How does that
0: feel? Well, that sounds weird when you say it like that. Doesn't it? Yeah. Father of How three. How many children
1: do you have? Three. Yeah,
0: quite a lot. Mm. The squad. I think Lizzie wants about five or six as oh, well. She,
1: do you think she wants to keep going?
0: Oh she's mad. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I don't mind too. I think it's great. Like, yeah. yeah. Big, like old school, big families. Like, you know, when families, mm-hmm. like my father's one of like six, I think. I'm one of four. Wow. Were you the last? <laughs> yeah.
1: Is that right? There's seven years between me and my closest sister. So they were all really oh, so close together. <laughs> no.
0: Well, sounds like it to me. <laughs>
1: How really close were the other three? So my brother's 10 years older than me My other sister's 9 years older And my other sister's 7
0: So, so they were tight They were planned And then <laughs> you happened Incredible <laughs> no, just He nice is Castro a Hartnick Oh no I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they love you just all the same for it. That's two, two mean, out of three syllables, <laughs> right? It's good. It's not she's bad. Not the worst. <laughs> <laughs> ah, she's not. She's not. No, no, I know that they do. And they, they do. Where they tolerate, you. and it's fantastic that they do. <laughs> from the to as many of us Polish, do. Like, but yeah, this yeah, week, week like, we've got Kaz. Kaz is his Sudan. <laughs> this was a good one. So what's his middle
2: name? What is a Sudan name? Fake name. Yeah. From the last.
1: So that's not actually your real name.
2: My Much middle name is Kaz. What's your first name? Joshua. Mm-hmm. That was oh, seeping right, out yeah. Why do you go yeah. so, uh, my Kaz? So my dad's a GP mm-hmm. and he once made the offhand comment to me when I was about 16 that, because he'd see, you know, people coming in all their paperwork. <laughs> so he, well, he well, reckoned that, like a third to half people well. use their middle name. Yeah. <laughs> and he, I thought, you know what? I've got a really cool middle name. Yeah, you do. Uh, and I was going to university. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to use my middle name. I actually have two middle names. One's Henry, one's Kaz or Casimius. And I thought, you know what? Girls will like a name with a Z in it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, no, and the other thing you think is no one's ever going to meet from my school life and my uni life. And nobody will ever know. I see you with Josh all the way through school and just decided yeah. I'm going to be Kaz now. 100%.
1: Kazimius. I wish you'd stuck with that. The full yeah, I
2: Pretty cool. Pretty cool bit of a mouthful. But there you yeah. go. And yeah. it worked, obviously. So there you go.
0: No, mm-hmm. absolutely, mate. And listen, there's nothing wrong with being a bit of a mouthful, so don't worry about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> keep it clean. This is an adult show. Keep it that used. mind show. in the gutter. I'm just, I went <laughs> to your name. Sponsor? I don't even know what you're thinking moto. about. We're think last up as well. It's great having Kaz here so thanks to them for taking that initial battle of the show. If anyone would like to sponsor the podcast, please do drop me a message. Alan and Kaz or just a new friend. just met today by farmers. Oh, cool. Friend. Friend, Kaz. Friend, Josh. More on that later. I didn't know him when he was Josh, I just knew him when he was Kaz. Um, I transitioned. Yes, and I change. I've explained that we obviously met in Finland doing no, lamb and do like no. all <laughs> <so much, but laughs> <laughs> well, that. I, <laughs> I, I bought. I, bought, <laughs> um, <being>, I haven't. <laughs> I've, I've not long come back so oh, It's, it's, it's cars is fine.
1: Guess. November
2: now. I came back in okay. mid August. Like I was there cool. for just over a year. So yeah. No, but let's do this. September two, back August twenty-three. basically taking a sabbatical. Um, so I'm working for a really easy, good practice in i back home to in, off. in the uh, UK. Right, okay, but at the end of this podcast, i do New Zealand something against No problem. A friend of mine topic. had been over as a student well, and, hmm? and then subsequently gone over hmm? there as a graduate. <laughs> and yeah, okay. I was working a bit out there, right in the deep, <laughs> deep south of New Zealand, which is definitely not the bit you would visit as a tourist. Why um, not? Because it's famous even within New Zealand for being Uh a bit of a dive which is very unfair but like so for example me and my girlfriend hattie were going together and we were talking you know we had this in the in the works for a while talking to lots of people from scotland and from from northumberland who Mm. had been to new zealand talking to lots of kiwis in the uk and you know you get all excited you're telling them you're going to new zealand they say fantastic and then the next question they ask you is where are you going the place we were going was somewhere called gore
1: (gasps) oh i've been to gore you've
2: been to gore right the first thing they would say is oh <laughs> sort of <laughs> scrinkle their nose up, noses do you, up. Do you understand that? I don't know, but do you understand why they would think that?
1: Yeah, compared to the rest of New Zealand,
2: because ah, we're about two hours away from very like quite cool places like Queenstown, yeah. Wanaka, uh, Dunedin's not too far away, um, and Gore is Gore's is most famous for the big plastic trout. So in New Zealand, they love big plastic or fiberglass statues, mm-hmm. or whatever the town's famous for. So in it's famous for like horticulture, they, they've got a big plastic carrot. Uh, in Cromwell where they grow a lot of like fruit and grapes they've got massive plastic peaches and grapes or whatever and Gore is the world capital of brown trout fishing
0: honestly yep that's interesting
2: absolutely um, and they love this is a real New Zealand thing they love it and so I I organised this job without looking where the where uh. it was in the world and I was googling this, googling this trying to basically try and sell it to my girlfriend Hattie because it was really my idea to go to New Zealand she was coming with me um, and the first thing that comes up is this massive plastic trout, and <laughs> she's not the sort of girl. Put it this way: she's not a big fly fish woman. Uh, she likes the nicer things. Uh, and then I'm scrolling down. What's the next thing? It's the New Zealand capital of country music.
0: Oh, well, that's that's a win.
2: No, I, I thought so, but, uh, but not maybe on the Hattie Scott scale yeah. of things. Yeah. Anyway, and that's basically what it's famous for. And it's I think there might have been a sitcom about Gore in the '80s. I think. Oh. Because it's real, like, it, it, there's not really an equivalent place in the UK, as far as I can tell, maybe like the West Coast Cumbria or somewhere mm. like that, you know, real, just out of the way, Stranraer or something. Stranraer, yeah. yeah. that's a good one. I, I, that's no no dig to the No, it does seem like a dig. It, you know I mean? like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does seem it, like a dig. It does seem like a dig. Because I, <laughs> Gore was great, like I loved it, but it was oh, unloved. With- <laughs> it was unloved, un- underappreciated.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yes, yes. I went to deer farm. Did, my, not, my friend was working on a deer farming in Gore.
2: Was it? Because uh, there were a few. That was a really interesting thing because it wasn't the one one were there they're milking the deer. No. Because there is a deer milking farm down there, which is really oh, interesting wow. to go and see. But that was like one of three or something in New Zealand.
1: But I didn't. I didn't know velvet came from deer so, before I went.
2: Well, exactly. And you can The thing is, in the in the UK, you can't de-velvet um, deer. So for those of you who don't know, do you know what the velvet is? It's just off the horns. Well, the, 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 yeah. the antlers. Sorry. So yeah. the velvet is you know. Like red deer, because most of the farm deer were red deer, they they, they shed their horns, or their antlers, at the end of the rut. So the most, a lot of the year, they haven't really got anything growing on them, you know, mm. on, on top of their heads. What, but what do you mean, the, the actual whole antlers come off? Yeah, yeah, or, or yeah, just yeah. just the fur on them, just the no, no, no. so 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 what happens is this. So say, uh, you, you know, it'll get to the to the spring and they'll start growing this stuff. But they so this from a bald head basically, and they grow the velvet first. So the velvet is like the vascular you know, the the it's got all the blood vessels, the nerves, and, that f- and the velvet. You know, that's what velvet's named after the fabric. That's what it looks like. It's really fine, hairy stuff, and it's the fastest-growing tissue in the animal kingdom. So nothing grows quicker. And it's and it's full of yeah, it's full of growth hormone, as you might understand. You know, appreciate, um, and it's really popular in Chinese, like well, Eastern medicine. And so, what would happen if, if you didn't do anything with that velvet is it would it would eventually feed the like these hor- the sort of, yeah, horny outgrowths which become the antlers and then the velvet drops off and it just leaves you with this antler core mm-hmm. but if you harvest that velvet so you you know we're either running them into a very specialized crush or we were sedating them in the big pen and and then using local just much like dehorning at
1: mm-hmm.
2: a, a cattle beast or something you would then harvest that and you can normally get two maybe three I think harvests so harvest sometimes in a season and it'd be selling for a hundred-ish dollars don't quote me on that per kilo so 50 quid a kilo or something and, and how much are you getting off
0: you know oh, per
2: pass, stag, pass, a few kilos at least a few kilos
0: per stag yeah
2: and, and it would be it would be and it's what sorry a hundred dollars a kilo new zealand i think it was about a hundred new zealand dollars a kilo if not slightly more obviously it's <laughs> volatile just like any commodity yeah yeah, yeah. but um and there'll be i think there are grades of quality i didn't get too much into it but there are grades of quality and then that would go to those export markets, and they'd be using things like teas. Apparently, so you know, you'd have instead of us having like a green tea, you'd have a antler velvet tea. Velvet tea. Um, yeah. I'm so, sure I've had velvet cake before. Red velvet. That's it. That probably yeah. powdered. <laughs> I reckon the powdered mm. stuff. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, <laughs> so that was really. But yeah, the, the venison is really second fiddle to the whole velvet. Oh thing. yeah. Totally. Is second. that right? The main antler is mm-hmm. the velvet. It, most well, it must farms. Be. Are, or, or, yeah. it'll be velvet, and then second rung would probably be either venison or trophy stags. So selling stags to stations where they didn't take wealthy, often Americans out
0: and shoot them. Right. So you've got a great market for your stags. Your hands are yeah. breeding stock. Breeding, I breeding, yeah. And and you have this great market. If yeah, you've got yeah a few outlets. Deer farmer's is quite big in New Zealand. Eh? It was. Um, mm. Yeah, it is. I know who it was. You went and saw uh, Alan and. Um, oh, Susan. Susan, of course. She's sorry, Susan, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> I forgot her name there. Um, of course, I no. It was Susan you went Susan, to see, wasn't yeah, it? She yeah, was working she was over was there. Working out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And just what chasing deer about mm-hmm. stripping velvet?
1: Yeah, I don't. is, no, if, well, so is that's... it painful though? Like,
2: so, is it so is it leaving them raw? It's a, it leaves a little stump. Yeah, there's a, it's, it, it's the tissue itself before it's anesthetized is very very sensitive. It's full of nerves and blood vessels and what have you. Um, the when you're taking it off, it's all completely anesthetized. And actually, it's a great although so in the UK you can't do it by law. It's probably a throwback to when. People didn't do it with anything like yeah. tourniquets or local anaesthetic yeah. and just sort of whop them off. So you, you go in, you, you normally, you know, most of them we were sedating them, so we are just, you know, sleep on the floor. Um, and then you would pop a tourniquet on, you'd inject local around the base of the horn in a very specified way, a specified volume. It's sort of in a ring. And then you'd saw it off with a hacksaw. Uh, and they just don't feel anything? Don't feel anything. H- are you now, like the, it or something? Or? No, no, no. So you've got tourniquets on, th- Use a little bit of like a specialised powder, like to... to coagulate the, the blood so no you not, don't burn it or anything because if you burned it chances are it wouldn't, wouldn't grow back, back like dehorning yeah, yeah exactly right. so and you what you definitely wanted to grow back um so i think the jury's out i mean it's a really interesting discussion but what what i will say is that the the deer industry in new zealand are way ahead on the welfare so they are because you, know, you can see it's a high-end product if the wrong people got hold of you know decided that they disagreed with that They've potentially a lot for them to go at, but they've taken the front foot. You know, to do that, you have to be you have to be if you either you're vetting to do it, or you have to be annually audited by a vet. Mm-hmm. there's Very strict protocols to follow, and mm-hmm. it's you know it's very even. You know, the volume of, of local anesthetic you have to use compared to the base of the antler. It, they've really like front footed that, and I can think of several things. Say in the UK and other parts of the world, where you know you, you British farms are great, but because of quirks of legislation ends up being, people end up being caught out for, for practical reasons and all we often all we do is not talk about it yeah, and hope yeah. it goes away. And yeah. it's going to, you know, um, things do come out in the wash, effectively. Um, so yeah, it's a great opportunity, it's a great example of like an industry getting ahead of that and like saying, and they've got all the receipts to say you know, everyone's trained up, we're using X amount of local. Yeah, mm. yeah, know. yeah. It's all properly audited and yeah. controlled. Exactly. That's the so, But, I mean, the, the deer were great, but the, really the bulk of the work was dairy. Like, was dairy yeah. paid the bills. It's um,
1: the size of the farms out there as well, are wild.
2: Yeah, there were big herds, and it was a really interesting area. That So, again, I'm right at the south of the South Island, and really over, the, like, my lifetime, it had gone from pretty much all sheep to pretty much all dairy, um, for a number of different reasons. But there have been that... It's really seismic shift, you know. Huge, huge shift, and... and it, it was very interesting so that really I, I'd arrived at that sort of juncture where that was all now start it probably already plateaued and now was starting to probably not cow numbers come back eventually I would suspect for a few different reasons it's animal welfare and um, environmental not that you know the farmers over there are great they're really dynamic people uh, like they got stuff done for sure um, and yeah just as friendly as any farmers in Scotland or in Northumberland or wherever but um, yeah at time of change
0: for sure yeah and you were saying you think a lot of sheep farms been put off for dairy in that area oh you mean converted yes yeah Oh, hundred hundred percent so
2: it's a massive thing you know um and if not converted directly for milking farms then for what they call dairy support so a lot of farmers would have say they have a block they wouldn't even have their own stock they would be dairy support so the the kiwi model typically you know no no farms are the same but they'd have a good farm, they just want to milk as many cows as possible. Grow, keep it really simple. Grow grass, milk cows, grow grass, milk cows. So they wouldn't even be looking after, they'd maybe look after calves up until 100 kilos and then they'd go away to a grazier. That same grazier would probably keep them until they're in-calf heifer's ready to come back on and be milked. Uh, they'd often take the wintering cows as well, so they wouldn't even be looking after, you know, some of our farmers would go to Fiji in the sixty days of not milking cows, because which is quite nice, I think, and yeah. um, because the cows are away, you know, someone who's just yeah, growing actually crops. A break. Yeah, exactly. Um But keeps the system quite simple. Not not all farms are like that, and and to varying degrees, I suppose. But yeah, it was um it was interesting from that point of view. How do they compare to us? It's different different environment. In what sense? Who's better? <laughs> 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 nice closed question there. No comment. No, because no,
0: <clears throat> they are. you never gone back anyway. Can I no, we'll no. just be honest about it? <laughs> no, no. Some of the, it was one of the interesting. You people, don't even have any dairy customers in the so you're not going to upset no, no, them no. to hear.
2: Well, so so they were more dynamic, is what I would say. That they moved faster, and they weren't so worried. About, I think partly that because they were making money. Mm-hmm. They were, they were prosperous, and there's something to be said for making profit in farming. Because then you that you get these new. if if you're not making a profit you can't do a profit share for example you can't break so the average age of the farmers would be I couldn't give you a figure but much 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 younger than um, than in the UK Um, the land base is much more it wasn't as cheap as it has been but it's probably on par with the UK at the moment but it's much more fluid you know there's no they're much less tied to block to to farms and that might be a pro might be a con but you know they'd have a block here and there and they'd be trading Mm. blocks you know everything moved a lot quicker and that's all the problems that are now coming their way as with anyone, whether that's bob- bobby calves or uh, water quality regs. What's bobby calves? A bobby calf is, and I, I think the term would, would have been used in the UK in the past as well. So in the dairy industry, you need a cow to have a calf every year mm-hmm. to produce milk. Now you need a certain number of those calves to replace your herd, you know, your heifer mm-hmm. calves. But a lot of those, you know, you don't need to keep a calf, A, half of them are going to be boys and you only need a very small handful of bulls if you need bulls at all. And... You certainly not going to need all those as replacements, so the question is then, what do you do with those calves? But again, simple system, bobby calf essentially a, a three, four day old calf that um, is sent on a wagon and turned into enters what they call the value chain, which is really, by you know, byproduct dog food, you know. Uh, so it's it's sent to slaughter at four days old. Yeah, something like right, that. Okay. Yeah, so the bobby truck would be there. You know, at, again, it's all highly seasonal, highly condensed. The Bobby truck would be going around doing the well, rounds. That doesn't happen in the UK. N- uh, no, not really at all. And and what would have happened in the past would probably just be calf euthanasia. So, you know, yeah, being shot, yeah. and, and and that's and that's come to a halt with the and it can, pretty recently. You know, all these things are moving. Um, so the GB calf strategy, uh, dairy calf strategy, really put an end into that. And really, if you're selling milk to anyone, I think if you're farmer assured and you're selling milk, which is a vast majority of milk in the UK, then you can't. Yeah, uh, I think. Don't quote me on the weights or the ages, but you have to rear them to a certain yeah, age and weight. Yeah. Basically,
0: you can't. You can't. But they're not using head. sex semen in New Zealand,
2: not as much. No, right. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of sex semen here, and it's more over there than it is. But sex semen isn't quite as in the just purely in the experience I had working there, because the impetus is on them to get the calves, sorry, the cows in calf so consistently and so quickly at the start of the block. Sex semen is always going to be slightly behind conventional semen in terms of. Um, well it's not always but it, it has always been slightly behind conventional in terms of conception okay because
0: it's just n- it's something a- about conventional as in like fresh you know no you
2: know just been frozen whereas
0: right. with do you know how they make sex semen but they are still AI well I, th- I thought sex semen they basically put it under a microscope and the ones that move fastest are the bulls and they pull <laughs> them out and the ones that are a bit slower are more likely to be females not quite not quite <laughs> am so- I close Iona you have <laughs> a guess
1: I would say females will always be faster, so. It's that not to do with speed.
2: I'll give you. So what it is? What one, ones are? So uh, so. We all have all mammals have two chromosomes, right? Two sex chromosomes. So.
0: No, I, 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 Kaz, steady now. Sorry, sorry. It's 2023, 20, Just listen. We don't want to offend anyone here. Most. You can have as many chromosomes as you no, want, folks. You're right. You're right.
2: Uh, <laughs> so so the we write all well, not all. Most of us have a combination of X. And y. So, or if you're a bloke, you're XY, and if you're a l- lady, you or female, you have XX.
1: I identify as a lady.
2: Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. No. <laughs> so basically, XX, you're biologically female. XY, you're biologically male. Now, the Y chromosome is, and that, that's de- that's decided by the sperm. So it's just the sperm that decides that, because an egg is always going to be X. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um,
2: a sperm can either be X or Y. Right. So the Y chromosome that makes basically makes boys is much smaller and much simpler than the X chromosome. Makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, Simple yeah, and smaller, yeah, yeah. right? Just anyway. Oh, yeah, makes sense. Science is just so nice, so straightforward. <laughs> I know. <is. Yeah>, <laughs> and, and consequently, because it's smaller, the, X, sorry, the Y chromosome, it's lighter. And so if you have a stream of sperm, again, a microscopic stream of sperm, you apply a radio wave to them. So it gives them a charge, an electrical charge, and then you pass them through an electrical, a magnetic field. It deflects them in different directions, right? Uh, okay. So it deflects the, um, yeah, the 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 male the the, the X sperm one way, which will go on to create daughters, which is probably what most people are using, and the Y sperm, which will make
0: males.
1: That is very the interesting.
0: Uh, listen, I, I just I hoped that the podcast would go this way at some point, and we would just be like talking sitting sperm. here talking about sperm. <laughs> <laughs> like I knew it was only a matter of time. I didn't think it would be this soon. <laughs> but um, I should have known. McCas coming in. I, I'm just sitting here chuckling away to myself at so, the terminology. It's great. Going back but, to Bobby calves Yes. Re- so, so
2: and all, you know, it still works. Sex semen, but it's. Beca- what are you saying hand- there?
1: Sex Sext. semen.
2: Sexed. Sexed. Sorry. Okay. Sexy semen. Yeah. <laughs> sex semen's a different thing. Sexy. Because <laughs> we'll it's get been handled. That. Because it's been handled, it's it's a more delicate product. You know, in some ways, it's a, it's incredible that stuff works at all. You know, you get the stuff freeze out of a bowl, freeze it. Could be thirty years later. You're putting inside a cow, yeah, and, yeah, it, and it gets fine. her in a calf. Incredible. So, but any 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 way we we sort of muck around with it, those conception rates are going to fall. Um, and so that's why there's less sex semen used. Because you're right. That is one way you get around having these relatively work you know low value male dairy calves. Is you use sex semen on your best cows, mm-hmm. get your heifer, replacement heifers out of them, and then everything that you don't want a replacement out of, you put to a beef. But straw or a beef ball, and then suddenly you've got a much more valuable calf. But there still needs people to to rear those calves. Milk powder still needs to be mm. uh, made, still needs to be make economic sense. And there was not a lot of people interested in doing that at, in the year I was there. I mean, dairy is like anything it's so volatile; things can change. Yeah, change all the time. But yep. but that was a the big question was who's going to rear all these calves and where what they're going to graze because the dairy cows are on the best ground, mm-hmm. and little calves need quite good like sheep pasture really. They need pretty good going to grow. They're not like Chocolate cows, yeah, you know? just yeah, rub off in. So yeah, that was a big thing. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot they had coming their way, but because they're so dynamic, I feel like they they will get over. It. I mean, Wormer resistance in the sheep was a big thing. That yeah, is coming, it's coming like that. a steam train. We'll, but they will get round it, I'm sure, because they just sort of get on with it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was a good. They're the willing good thing, to change, would you say? They're willing to change. that. Willing, willingness
0: to change. The, the farmers the, are bad for that here, on a, on a lot of
2: fronts. But I feel like I feel like it's sort of. <laughs> don't know, it's a double edged sword. So. They would change, but they would accept quite a lot of collateral, I guess. In, and I'm talking about, the, uh, not to, you know, every Kiwi farm is different, just like every British farm is different, but, you know, they would take this approach that worked and apply it everywhere in the same yeah. way. From what I saw, or they'd apply it often without tweaking it too much. And that worked on a balance sheet just brilliantly most of the time. But it did, there were, there were some external costs, probably, would most people would accept to the environment. So, water quality, you know, runoff from winter grazing. That it, it, New Zealand has this most pristine glacial water. If you go to places like Wanaka or Mount Cook or something, it's bl- it's like blue, like Gatorade, you know. Like it's, uh, and then you go and come down to in the winter to where I was, and it was not that colour. Deep
1: it was, dark gore.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but they're coming around to it, you know. It's uh, it, they get stuff done. They will they will fix what they have got. Now, what problems they'll generate with the next solution, I don't know.
0: But yeah, they were dynamic, which I appreciated. Yes, no. It's it's such a um, useful word that dynamic. because I still don't know what it means.
1: Just like it means can- a move. Well, no, but, or no, but I, static. I,
0: I feel like it's a way of like. I feel like it's kind of uh, derogatory, but also kind of positive.
1: Do you? Why do you think it's derogatory? Where,
0: well, I can't <laughs> tell where he's coming from there because it's like. No, no. I mean, in a positive way. You
1: know,
2: like that the business uh, philosophy: move fast and break things. Okay, yeah, right. I'm so, good. Look at so my a little truck. bit like that. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Point in case. Yeah. I've just yeah. got some heifers, and that's their business philosophy as well.
0: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And you, there's another good thing. You're getting into the world of farming now. Oh, like, just get, you, everyone makes it look so easy. You're obviously in Do the... Do
1: po- you <laughs> think? You don't spend enough time with Cammy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You've went into the route of cattle. Yes. You, you're... Um, Future wife is of course uh, a large-scale cattle farmer from the Thumberland. In the in fashion. Ares, too. Yeah. Um,
2: and so, what have you got? What have you bought? Uh, well, I bought them about six weeks ago. I bought three Angus heifers. We're down to two. <laughs> Hopefully, top, I'll make it to Top degress- bit. Top, top bit. Bet. Bet. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> one. She just had a bit too much Caledonian. She was from the borders. Had a bit too much Caledonian spirit, I think, and she crashed into a crash barrier. On the t- just before we picked her up and I think did herself quite a lot of damage.
0: Ah, so you, you hadn't bought her
2: and then she died with you? You're okay? You're- yeah, oh, the, the guy looked after me very well. Like, I, I gave, you know, she was she sort of a bit dazed um, mm-hmm. and she could walk onto the... You know, she was fine to travel and then it was a few days later she, I think, this adrenaline had worn off and... Um, Brain bleed or something. Uh, whether that or was in the neck. So she yeah. started, she started mm. to look quite drunk and then she went off her legs but the guy who I bought from was, was, you know, you couldn't fault him. He stood by her. And, yeah. Anyway... So we're down to two, but then um, Ollie, like you say, had his family um, uh, sort of beef barons uh, of Northumberland. So they had a, they just finished cattle, but they'd had one a while ago, there was a chance carver. So she carved, uh, you know, un- unexpectedly in calf and she was still knocking around like fat as butter. So um, she has joined the heifers and hopefully will teach them some manners. Mm. Okay, so you've got, th- you have got three, three. then. Three, yeah, all, like, three. all Angus, what? So what? Yeah, there's two, they're actually they're actually pedigree Angus and fun, the the two heifers, which I hadn't intended for mm-hmm. at all. And funnily enough, the the their sire because I've got the pedigrees with them. I'm sort of poring over them, not not going to the pedigree Angus side of things at all. But the bull was born on the farm where they, I believe, was born on the farm where I got them from. But he was an embryo from New Zealand.
0: Ah, oh, there we go. So there that you go. Interesting. And you don't plan to go down the pedigree? Is this no just plan. for commercial cattle?
2: So so put them cross them with what? Cross keep them. them so, pure? so we're going to AI them. This, uh, where they, they are, they're basically bed and breakfasting at my girlfriend's family place. They, they're like specialist cattle feeders. They've got all the equipment, all the handling facilities. It's, you know, couldn't be better. Um, uh, so I'll pay them a set daily rate or whatever. And yeah, it's while they're in over the autumn, uh, sort of 18 months old now, um, I'll AI them. So we, it's a service we run in-house as the vets. So nice thing is I can sort of line them up with, the, with their hormones. And then my colleague Jack comes and AIs them. So hopefully AI them to Hereford and get like a nice black baldy, which is a rotational cross between allegedly the most popular beef cow in the world, black baldy. Right. Okay. A Hereford like, out of an uh, Angus, and then you just crisscross them. So, like, if they went to the if they if they had an Angus sire, they'd go to Hereford and vice right.
0: versa. Right. and Is that like its own breed? It's but kind of like, it's a
2: recognised cross. Like a bit like a mule, you know. But right, okay. Like stabilisers and all these things. Kind kind of yeah yeah yeah. So so very popular in places like Argentina, states, Canada, Australia. Because it's two sort of similar-ish breeds, easy fleshing, easy carving, hopefully,
0: and yeah. And, and what you think you're getting like hybrid vigor or something by yeah, crossing? Yeah, or... idea.
2: And then and then either sell them as as in calf. Well, it depends. Just just what depends on what which way the cat, cattle market is going. So if I can make a good trade on them as in calf heifers or heifers with calves at foot, brilliant. Um If the cattle market takes a nosedive, then I've got an idea to do like a once-bred heifer program. So the idea is, you know. Like beef cattle really are the worst business model of anything in farming as far as I can tell. So they are highly capital intensive. Um you need a lot of kit for them, slow to turn over, um difficult to capture value. Mm-hmm. But um again hopefully by basically renting everything I need, cutting out the capital costs. Um, like I don't have a stock trailer. I don't really have I've only got a truck for work. Um using all the handling gear that Ollie and Fraser like you know where they are. Um Basically, I'll try and get a calf out of them mm-hmm. and then sell them direct. So sell them like beef okay. boxes. So that way you can do like a, you sort of get double dip, if you like. So you get you almost finish them and get a calf on the way. Okay. We could be sitting here in a year or whatever and that could all have been a disaster. But I <laughs> that, got bored. That's you know. farming. Yeah. That's, but I just got bored. And the other thing is, um, I will definitely learn something in the process. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. as yeah. a vet, I spend a lot of my time sort of, advising, suggesting things to farmers. And there's a lot to be said, I think, even just from... It's, it could be some very exten- expensive training
0: for me, yeah. but that's okay. It'll well, that, that's a big advantage. We use Armour vets, Alan Walker Yeah, at Armour. And, you know, one great thing with Alan is he's, he's farming as well. Yeah. You
2: know, so it's... Mm-hmm. it's, it's something, It could be something as innocuous as uh, a vaccine gun that doesn't work very well. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. we're, if we're selling a product... For example, or, you know, it's vaccine, wormer, trace element thing, and it's you know, might, we might think, oh, this is the best thing ever. You know, we know it works well, but if it's got a really wonky piece of kit, you have to use it. You know, something just like that, uh, you get, you don't find that out if you're just dispensing it over a counter, whereas yeah. if you're using it, yeah, you know, you find out.
1: Did you ever think about going into small animal?
2: Uh Yeah, so so I like a lot of people. When I got to vet school, my main focus had been getting it on getting into vet school. Mm -hmm. So I sort of got there and thought, oh, hang on, took a breath. And then I hadn't really decided what I was going to do. Because this is a long course. For me, it was six years. It's a long course. It's got a long time to decide what you're going to do. But it was my first placement, which was lambing, before I met Cammy up in Northumberland. And I had a really good time lambing. And from then on, really, I was pretty set on being a farm vet because I quite... And and the more I did, the more it confirmed that I wanted to do that. I love dogs and cats but not working in a small animal practice. For me, for me. Although in New Zealand, it's quite interesting that they sold a lot of dog food out of the practice and there's great studies on working dogs. Some really interesting, like, um, research on working dogs in New Zealand because they have lots. I mean, the second day there, I think we went and bled 350 ram lambs for a disease called B.o.vis, uh, but we also vaccinated 90 dogs on the one station. <laughs> Something like that, you know, yeah, it was yeah. a lot. So. Uh, that, it was almost like herd health, but for dogs. Mm-hmm. So some really interesting work on you know most uh, dogs in South Island, New Zealand, don't live in insulated kennels. Whereas in the wild, they would sort of pile on top of each other, keep each other warm. In the, you know, imagine how cold it gets in those kennels. Yeah, uh, yeah. In 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 South Scotland, and North of England, um, and and when you put people place pedometers on them overnight, it shows they spend a lot of time shivering or, or you know walking around to keep warm. And you think, from a welfare point of view, it's probably not brilliant. Um, but also from a reco- you know, some hard working animals, you want to get the best out of them. Um, it, it's probably not great for their recovery. You know, if you spent all night shivering. Yeah. Like trying to, you know, yeah. we will be in there, you know, camping holiday, whatever. Uh, you don't feel great the next day. No. Not great for recovery. No, and and keeping weight on. They'll lose a yeah? lot of weight. And they're lean dogs anyway. They've often not got decent coats no on them. No good fat cover. Yeah. Yeah. And they, yeah, exactly. So so it's really interesting work. I, so I enjoyed I, I love the biology of it, but it the realities of small animal practice mm-hmm. for me didn't do it for me so dogs they're yeah, really interesting but the like I said the she- there were some, still some sheep farmers where we were and they're really the stubborn ones who'd held out and not become dairy farmers um, and a lot of what they did I actually it was not as far away from British sheep farming as I thought it would be basically you know most went out on a couple of lambing beets during lambing time you know not five times a day or whatever but mm. the sheep were sort of sensible enough sensible type that they wouldn't need mm-hmm. that you, you would upset them more by going around too often um, but um one issue that transpired over the year I was there was
0: massive wormer resistance mm. so I've heard about this when, yeah. when it was, it's sometimes I bring it up when I get slaggings from uh, yeah, Kiwi farmers about but, how much better they are than us and I, a lot of things they do um, absolutely they're better than us and, and I think it's fantastic and I love the Kiwi systems mm. to be honest with you especially as a sheep farmer but I, it's not I perfect do, no I do, and I do quite like bringing up the worm issue and,
2: and you know what I, I didn't come across many kiwi farmers who would put themselves on a pedestal I think perhaps sometimes the issue is is British farmers because who who, who are doing great stuff and using the kiwis for, as their inspiration and then they put them on this pedestal and there are things that wouldn't fit our system or, or, or are coming back to bite them you know mm-hmm. so for example so the wormer thing so you know uh, very simply put the kiwis uh, and this would be veterinary advice as well. This is not on the farmers necessarily. Um, they, they're often running higher stocking rates. They've got a lot of sheep within a given area. They're pushing things reasonably hard, you know, using reasonable amounts of fertiliser to grow plenty of good grass, keep sheep in good nick, keep lambs growing. Um, and they're often dosing, or ha- you know, farmers I was working with were in the habit of dosing their lambs every 28 days. Um, although they were getting out of that for a couple of reasons you know this suppressive worming regime would be the jargon Mm -hmm. um and and even for those of you who aren't involved in like farming or vetting or anything like that you can imagine if you're exposing um a bug in this case like a gut worm um to a substance you know substance that's meant to kill it repeatedly Mm -hmm. eventually you're just going to be left with the ones who you know that small percentage of the of the population who are resistant to that Mm -hmm. and and the more you expose them the more you the harder selection pressure you're going to be putting on them and so if you do that
0: infinitely for years it's well, going to be a great recipe for resistance yeah I mean the, the amount I've learned from the team at Alanco since like I started doing you know the YouTube and, and asking right. reasons why we do stuff so that I can explain it to people it's unbelievable like even that leaving like your 10% biggest slams yeah when you're doing your clear warmer like it makes so much sense to me you've got your sheep flock then you've got your worm, worm flock mm. you want to keep one strong and keep one weak yeah, and the way to keep that one weak is to leave. Don't try and kill all the worms because you'll ne- You'll never get them all. Okay, like Zolvic and Snap might wipe them out, but let's take your clearworm, for example. and you're using that, where there is still a bit of resistance about and mm-hmm. the potentials there, leave your top, t- your your biggest ten percent of lambs that are probably managing them quite well and have low worm burden anyway, and they'll keep the the weak worms coming out to yeah, mix, yeah. to to br- sort of mix with any resistant worms to keep a half and half they do a great diagram about it so you're, you're leaving yeah. a cell with a half and half yeah. resistant which you, you know you're when you then do a Zolvix or whatever or even potentially another clear wormer it should kill that half and so, half it sort of wipes the slate clean if you like yeah. in this country it does anyway thankfully yeah.
2: but yeah, yeah. totally mm-hmm. and, it's, and, and, and it's not on like we're saying you know it's so easy to, with hindsight to say oh, what stupid what stupid system you know, why, why, it's so yeah. obvious. Everything's obvious in hindsight, right? But one thing I will say, it's a really simple system. Just stick a note in the calendar every 28 days and say, right, we'll worm them on this day. Mm-hmm. The yeah, lambs, yeah. While the worm is working, it it will work. You know, the lambs will do brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Um, not as brilliantly as if they're onto clean grazing, but definitely much better than if you're not drenching them at all. Um, and, and and to be fair, in, in New Zealand, what they have done is sort of combo their way out of it so it was quite unusual for farmers sheep farmers or cattle farmers to use you know a single active so you've got those three common groups the the oldest one was the whites um then you've got your yellows and then your clears so it's quite uncommon virtually unheard of to at least amongst our farmers to use a a single active they'd use a combo so it'd either be a dual active which would be two of the groups or even better a triple active and by using that cocktail Mm -hmm. you're sort of Knocking out more of the worms. So if there's, you know, if you've got a population of worms within a sheep, some are resistant to, you know, clears and some are resistant to to yellows. Then you're sort of not, you're covering all bases, mm-hmm. um, except for the fact that worms can become resistant to all three of the above. And um, there was a reasonable amount of that triple resistance, like we call it. Um, and and when and the year I was over there, it all sort of came to a head for two reasons. One because there was a product called Bionic Capsule, which is like a pre-lamming um, slow-release bolus of wormer. Um, for the use that they're used to, um, base, uh, similar if anyone's used sidex in LA, it's sort of like a pre-lamming worming dose, so to stop the use contaminating the pasture for the lambs. Those came off the market, so it, yeah, the, the boluses came off the market, and um, for a couple of different reasons. Um, and there was a real big supply issue with the novel, so that's your Zolvix um, and your StarTech, like the the newer products mm-hmm. to which there's much less resistance. And that those two things combined with the fact that they had been using them pretty gung-ho the other the other drenches they've been you know, again the vets I was talking about this earlier perhaps, perhaps slightly um, complicit you know th- Wormers went out the door in 25 litre drums mm-hmm. uh, there were some great promotions like I've never seen Wormers sold with TVs or with Christmas hams <laughs> uh, you know That's great marketing <laughs> great, I mean true? yeah farmers love it it's like, Bro, brilliant where's my ham or you're like swan dry <laughs> you know they get you know there had to be a ham in the fridge at Christmas time This it, there will be Fridges in veterinary practices in New Zealand now, this time of year, full of hams.
1: Why? To,
0: to give a promo- so you buy, you buy the warm you, you get amount. a free ham? Yeah. Big ham. Why ham? Because uh, it's Christmas time. I, uh,
2: but it could be ham. Yeah, it, was, it could be a ham. telly. could be a, yeah, that's a thing. could be yeah. a, like a nice swan dry overtop, you know, nice, nice stuff and great yeah. marketing. Um, so yeah, the vets, uh, and I, <laughs> I can include myself here as part of a, this a professional fraternity. Uh, not absolved entirely of that um so those two things came to head and as a result we had a lot of people scratching their heads um and thinking right we actually need to get a feel for what our state is." you know every flock's different do we have a lot of resistance or are we just worrying about nothing yeah and so a lot of my summer was spent pouring over reports and and doing a bit of this so you you run a whole batch of lambs in you know be a thousand lambs or something you 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 pull off 15 or 10 groups of 15 say and test eight to ten different drenches mm-hmm. um, and then you'd come back two weeks later resample them for worms so you so you'd take a baseline dung sample from each group get a composite get a number and then you see how much after two weeks that had reduced the number of worms and and long or short it was there was um a lot of resistance even to the combination products
1: really?
2: um which was not good uh for obvious reasons and so that's all sort of come to a head and they're gonna have to start looking at basic non-chemical means of Controlling worms. So whether that is combined, you know, combined grazing with cattle. A lot of these farms have cleared cattle off because guess what? Beef cattle often don't make much money compared to sheep. Um, they can, you know, integrating more crops. But you know, whether that's a, a cash crop like a cereal or like a forage crop like a plantain or a chicory or something. Mm-hmm. Those things are all pretty expensive to put in, and, and often it, again adds more complexity to the whole farm system. Um, genetics is another one in the future that probably will come in, but it's going to take a while for that genetic gain to I- happen X-Laner's working big on that yeah x Romney's Clins, to some
0: extent I think um, but yeah so well you think that actual breed is, is, is better resistance you mean, sorry when you're mentioning Romney's and Clins, do you just mean they are working I on or the they breed have the naturally- are taking yeah,
2: okay. the, the, the initiative yeah, yeah and trying to yeah. do some genomics and and just selecting for and, and then you, you can go I mean it's going to bore most people but as a vet you can go down all sorts of rabbit warrants about you know what's resistance versus resilience versus tolerance those are all things that are slightly different mm-hmm. um Meanings, but but you can breed a sheep that will do well in the face of a high worm burden, um, but there'd been no interest in that as far as I could tell. In a, with a lot of our farmers, there were obviously some exceptions, yeah, um, and they were sort of laughing when all this was coming off. But you know they're sort of vindicated or felt vindicated, and um, so that'll be a really interesting thing to, to follow. Like I
0: said, they're dynamic, and I mean that in a positive way. <laughs> yes, I've so got I feel it like now. That, I've got it now. Have you? Yeah, dynamic. Robby, I, yeah, I see. Defined dynamic. It means it positive. It means they're forward thinking, fast moving. I adapt you know, i adapt to change. Yeah, I um, would say so. Yeah, and, and they'll be progressive. Yeah. I, I understand now. And and on that note, I think that'd be a good time to take a quick break while we get a word from our sponsors. So CF Moto. And as many of you probably already know, I've been a CF Moto brand ambassador for a few years now, and I can definitely testify to the quality and capability of both the ETVs. And UTVs.
1: Their vehicles are fully loaded with specs, including a winch and tow bar as standard. And all agricultural vehicles come with a free ATV track worth £399 plus 0% finance for businesses. When was the last time you had a winch? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a Scottish joke, isn't it? That doesn't transfer. That's no. an element
1: to Google. What Do you does know winch, winch? Mean? winch in Ireland means shift? Oh, no, is it what winch? What does shift mean? It, no. Sorry, I've got them round the wrong way. Shift in Ireland means winch. Sorry, never mind. I had a funny story, but uh, anyway, back yeah. to the <laughs> end Sorry, sorry.
0: And, and just to confirm, you mean winch as in kiss?
1: Yeah, like shift means winch as in kiss.
0: Okay, that's interesting. In, in Ireland. Some Irish culture. Yeah. So just, we're off on a tangent, but winch means kiss in Scotland, mm-hmm. but like a, a passionate kiss. That, yeah. that was a joke. When did you last have a winch? <laughs> anyway. Every every <laughs> CF Moto comes with a winch, so make sure you have an attractive dealer. <laughs> I can honestly say that you won't regret the switch to CF Moto, and your accountant will love you for it too.
1: They have a large network of dealers across the UK and Ireland. Use the dealer locator on CFMoto.co.uk to find your local dealer.
0: And speaking of local dealers, again, I've been speaking to my local dealer now with a new child on the way. We might need to go to the six seater buggy oh, next year. So big move. Yeah. He's I'm I'm worried about the fuel mm. issue as well. But we do have the we have a CF Moto bike as well that we bought second hand from John Murray. So yeah, we've got the options. Yeah. You know, if it's a single parent job, we can take the bike. If it's a family oh, of five job, we can take I know, stop it, stop <gasps> it. Anyway, thanks very much to CF Moto for sponsoring the podcast. Let's get back to Kaz.
1: I've got this weird rash on my finger. It started on Friday. And then my hands are swollen.
0: Not what were you doing? I
1: know that's what cleared at work, but I don't think it is or
0: What What were you doing on Friday? This is podcast chat. We should talk about this. Yeah, mm.
1: I don't know. I was helping Dad. He was um, AIing on Wednesday. I was helping him.
0: Right. So I was and, working and now with you've, sheep. And they've got this rash in you. Mm-hmm. And I take my rings itchy. off.
1: A wee bit itchy.
0: I'm not a like, doctor, but. <laughs> no, yeah, I, not not a vet. barely even a vet. <laughs> yeah. point, point in case: where three cows become two within a month. <laughs> yeah. No, when you go, what could this be? Oh, no, I mean, it's not a video podcast yet, but it will no. be eventually. Like, like, so it's
1: like red and raised is, for, for the listeners. Is it scabby? Yes. No, it's not scabby.
0: No, okay.
2: So things you can catch from sheep: off is one. I think that'd be pretty painful and blistering. Would you get off all time? I of do, I no any... way, that's it. You'd have, you'd be unlucky to. Yeah
1: you'd be on that. Like normally it's have, uh, pet lambs is normally the
2: corporate
0: I got hand
1: foot and mouth last year did you? I thought you mean, it was a kid's thing I, I know got it from my niece nice my For nieces my had it yep yeah, yeah. and then I got it right was the blisters on my feet it was so sore no. right mm-hmm. I
0: thought even no human adults could get it <laughs> Yeah.
1: well I got chicken pox maybe three years ago
0: did you? but had never had it before? free show had you never had it before? Mum,
1: mum said I had had it when I was younger but no, and you got it twice. But, got she, said, but she said when I got it, it was like only a few spots. So, like when I was a wee, so yeah. it maybe yeah. just wasn't chicken pox. Yeah. So
0: didn't get a good enough hit. No. So right, okay. So you have a chicken pox now. You've got this. Aye. Could be ringworm. one. It's nothing being caught. Oh, that's off. sexy. Yeah, <laughs> ringworm. Ringworm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's on my bucket list. I'll put list. That in my Tinder I've profile. It.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Twenty-seven. Currently, currently have ringworm. Come and see it. <laughs> well, sure. Who knows? Could be a red herring. But that is, get, that's onto my third espresso. You'll see it. <laughs> we'll whip it out. And um, does it go right up your arm or is it just on your hand?
1: No, just fingers. Not even on the palm.
0: Did you put your fingers in anything? Like, like no, but I mean, Kaz, chem- I mean chemicals. My God, my God. I <laughs> bet
1: a bit of decorum Kaz.
0: Yeah, just honestly, those those Oxford boys, Cambridge, <laughs> Cambridge, Cambridge. Sorry, sorry Cambridge. Right. Oh, Jesus. Is it Cambridge son. you're from?
1: No, no, right, was, went to you
0: Cambridge. There. Did you? Yeah.
1: What was that like?
2: Very good.
0: It good. Did, it was... did they have like? Did Did you see the recent thing about drama schools and making them do initiations and uh, get <gasps> naked in classroom and crazy, crazy oh, stuff? Oh, no, Did Did you
2: have to do any of that stuff? No, you know what? It was all there was a big backlash. So my six years there it was probably that was yeah that sort of hazing was going out of fashion. Right. What's anything, hazing? Like the old boys. Yeah, a bit like American time for that there, yeah, like like David Cameron the pig. Yeah, 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 Had to...
1: Guys, I'm still not with you.
2: Oh. Do you know what's Black Mirror? No. Oh. You don't know the story about David Cameron and <laughs> the pig? No. That was the Piers Gaveston Society in Oxford, I think. So one of these gentlemen's dining society students. and yeah. uh-huh. Part of the initiation is, I believe, he had to... Basically... He has a, had a pig's head and he had to stick his gentleman parts in it.
1: Oh, come on. I know. That... No.
2: Well, that that is optional. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I I was never that popular. I never got never
0: got to that point. No, I,
1: mean, I, I was never is that, So Is that an actual thing? <laughs> but those do ha- oh, happen. There was an
0: article in the news recently about all this crazy crazy stuff that they make you do at these these schools. Really? Like, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I think it was falling out of favour. I mean, it's all going in cycles, won't it? But I was it was that sort of thing was falling out of favour when I was there. Was it
1: still happening? Like, would yeah, you still I mean, know? not
2: not that but not not as dramatic as that? But you know, eating cat food and being sick into a lilo and stuff like that you know being sick f- into a lilo. You know, from,
1: after eating the cat food after,
2: yeah, yeah yeah, and copious beer it wasn't that bad you know it was just, is this like fraternities did you have of, a fraternity yeah, yeah, sporting societies
1: are you being sick like through the wee blow up thing in the lilo no, it,
2: as in they lay down the. I say lilo I mean like a, a big paddling pool for you to be sick into when you are sick and then what do you do get in it get in no, it no 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 it's, it's just it's just to keep the room
0: clean
1: <laughs> oh my it, god that's so <laughs> Cambridge <laughs> <laughs> oh yes oh no we're going to make you a cat we to
0: go mental but don't get it on the carpet <laughs> effectively yeah <laughs> that's, that's class like, I love these stuff. What I, yeah, I
2: mean it was nothing nothing mad No, no not, just, just drinking
0: and eating silly things anything good that you're going to put in your book that you could share with us just now oh, no, I'll save it for the book yes, are you writing a book? The, no no. one day, <laughs> day oh, well, Kaz is going to be a top vet in the UK someday I will oh, see, see. And, yeah, I will. I I'll will. preside over the next crisis slash scandal yeah, okay. he's he's the man. He's going places. Is he? Yeah, not just because of this podcast, no. but just in general. Would you write a book? <sighs> I probably would. would do you know no, Ghost written? Just no, <laughs> I'd have to do it myself. I think. Although, well, it, well it depends. But um, I would because you look at the people that are writing books. Aye. Like, the, what stories can they have?
1: But you, sh- I just think, right. See, I my, would just tell
0: police stories. That's a good one.
1: Do you ever read the boys' children's books? Yeah. That is an easy market
0: oh we've got two books done that's a that's a worldwide exclusive uh, almost done the artwork's getting finished but um, for sheep ma- game yeah Wicked. so it was supposed to be out for this Christmas it's not but Al's cousin um, and his partner Louise have, have helped me with uh, uh, two good stories awesome. one, one of them like, is really good it's, uh, I'm spoiling that a b- I'm not really spoiling it it's exciting for me oh, I'm like excited i mean to read yet. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah it's just right, it's right on right your level um, um, so it's about this dynamic sheep farmer <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love a callback. Um, so no, basically, it's, uh, the first story is uh, Meg and I go to the field to check the sheep, and mm-hmm. they're not there. So mm-hmm. it's like a fun story that I also like too, because it's like oh, typical sheep, and then it's like there's a hole in the fence, and then it's like us looking for the sheep. Oh, fun! Yeah, and it's just fun. Yeah, yeah. And, it's oh, like, yeah. and it's like we're looking in the woods for the sheep, and we can't see them, but there's a wee head poking out. So that hopefully the kids will be looking at it, going, "Oh, there, there's a yeah, the sheep yeah. there." But it's yeah. like Cammy can't Get see her. You. And then there's like one. Uh, um, I don't know if we're gonna use this bit, but there's one where it's like we, we see somebody in like a big trench coat. And I'm like, excuse me, have you seen any sheep? And it's obviously the sheep. Oh, funny! Two up in the trench coat. Yeah, it's just a bit of fun. Absolutely. Very Can nice. I
1: say something just for the Absolutely. listeners? See, when you're saying Al's cousins, it's just to make it clear. It's not something called Al's deceased cousin, because that's what I thought originally. Yeah,
0: no. So Al's cousins designs. Check Aye. him on Facebook. He's an absolute legend. His artwork. And but stuff. it's not
1: his cousin. Because see, when you were saying that you went and Al's cousin. Oh, went, sorry,
0: Al's, Al's cousin. Not yet. Like, I thought
1: you meant a cousin. It's just that the belonged name Al. To is him. His name Alistair?
0: Yeah. Why bit, is it Al's? I know. I know. This means no, yeah.
1: Well, it was either that or stare but, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Would be better. <laughs> no, but really, the I've spoke to him about this. You know, he's rebrand. Uh, he's from old money. Oh, um, I think I think I there's something in that. You know, he's an artist from old money, so I think it's, it's right it's like, again. <laughs>
1: what does that mean? From old money.
0: Old money. Old money's like, you know, hereditary. You know,
1: like his parents wealth. were rich.
0: And probably theirs again. Right. Yeah. I'm just making all this up now, but and, and just to wind them up because I know you'll listen to this. But, <laughs> yes. It's mostly this is this is a oh, take this with a pinch of salt. All these things I'm saying, but yeah, old money is like it's like inherited hereditary money. wealth. Yeah. yeah, inherited money. Yeah, generations, right, okay. you could say. Generational yeah, yeah. wealth maybe would be the right term. Mm-hmm. Whereas can um, be new money. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> and it absolutely would be. Yeah, absolutely would be. I'm from a, a long line of poor people. <laughs> no. um, what about you, Iona? your how long has your family farmed at Chris Flat?
1: So, Papa moved there when he was seventeen. Okay,
0: so it's just like a couple um, of generations. Yeah. Okay.
1: But no, it was his aunt had it before mm. him.
0: Right. Okay. So it was in the family. So it
1: was in the family. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. How many gener- How many years? In the. In no the, idea. In the Murray family.
1: Don't know. It was Charles Houtsen that had it before. He was quite famous, apparently, in the area.
0: Okay. What for? I think.
1: I I don't know Dad would be Dad will be screaming at me right now Because he's told me so many times Yeah Um, It's okay It's something to look into friends with Robert Burns
0: Was he? Mm. It's one of those ones Where after Tam O'Shanter Come out, everybody's like That's my mate
1: Aye, I mean? Actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Actually, they just saw him drinking in the pub one night. <laughs> you know, they they just were in uh, Pussy Nancy's together, um, and, and and like aye, oh, mates. You learned
1: Thomas you... Hunter, did you not?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I know I know yeah. a few buns uh, poems. We'll, we'll do a bun special. Okay, for, I know uh, to uh, a
1: mountain
0: Daisy. Do you? Mm. There we go. We could yeah, we could start off with a nice buns. Very good. Uh, yeah. Do you know who Robert Burns is Kaz? I know who he is. Of course you do. Absolutely.
2: My 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 mum's family is from this part of the world.
0: Yeah,
1: oh yeah. where haven't
2: yeah, like. They were There's about eight light keepers on Elsa Craig, apparently.
1: On oh, Elsa Craig? I know,
2: it must have been
0: like... What do you mean, eight members of your family? or there was like, eight? They, like, not all at once, but like... For anyone, it does not... Elsa Craig is where all the curling stones in the world, are certainly all the granite... No,
1: go back, go back, Cammy. For
0: the curling stones in the world. In the, world. <laughs> in in, the universe. In the world. In the, in the, in the world. <laughs> world. space girl. Space ghetto. <laughs> po yum. Um, uh, so, yes, all the granite. Yeah. are certainly all the ones used in the Olympics and the Winter Olympics and the, the World can champs. we go
1: backtrack go big every all, single one
0: every single curling stone you ever see came from Ailsa Craig
1: what? and also Ailsa Craig just like a big rock I didn't know him they actually yeah. lived there
2: I don't yeah, think anyone the lived there
0: no but not any, not manned anymore
2: no no but I was so eight or half a dozen of like going back a few generations they were there must have been a family profession to be lighthouse keepers bizarre super social people obviously mm. So well, there,
1: that's, yeah. I mean it's slightly off topic but see if somebody said to you oh I'll meet you at the back of three what would that mean to you? <laughs>
2: the back
0: of three? Yeah <laughs> uh, After three? What would you say? You well <laughs> see from a sharing point of view now James Andrew who you know well uh-huh. he taught me a valuable lesson when you're giving someone a time never say twelve say the back of twelve and then you can't be late Yeah I'll see you after three yeah, well, oh, yeah. You know, if Why you see, can't you believe if you I'll see, see you the back the, of twelve? That's because twelve I'll, hours after the back of twelve. That's the thing. I see you in okay. the afternoon, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 See you after lunch. I see in lunch. That, and
2: that, a good one. A,
1: another, lunch, a good could one. Be,
0: lunch could be twelve o'clock. It could be two o'clock. Yeah. exactly. I'll be there at lunchtime. I'll be there about lunch. Yeah, I'll be there about lunch. And then if they say anything and you know, if they, <laughs> if they come in and a digging, it, it's like, man, I'm shearing sheep here. I haven't even had my lunch yet.
1: Like you don't know, you don't
0: know how lucky you are if you're there lunch already. My God, I wish I could be you for a day. Then you
2: get into your four Yorkshireman sketch. Have you seen that Have you, um, four Yorkshireman Monty Python famous sketch? I need to
0: show you that. Out. That's oh. so good. Like, when I, when we were growing up, I was so poor, we lived in a septic tank. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like a competition to see who the poorest was. Oh,
1: okay. All well, that
0: champagne I. as well.
1: okay. But,
0: but how? Yeah, well, they're sitting there now, they've made it. You know? yeah, yeah. Started from nothing, I did. And, uh, what is the back of three to you?
1: The back of three is between three and quarter past.
0: Oh, so it's a very specific quarter of an hour. Yeah. I'll be I, honest. I would say quarter past as back
1: of three. But like somebody in my head
0: when I say back of three, I mean quarter, quarter past. Pass.
1: But somebody, one of my friends, always thinks it's before the hour. But they're English, and I wondered if I, in I, England it was different. I,
0: I'm not very familiar with that term, to be honest. They're Are probably you not? just confused. I so suspect. back of
1: three isn't a thing in England.
0: Don't think so. But that doesn't make any sense. What oh, doesn't? Back of three being before three.
1: <laughs> no, sorry, before four. So they would say oh, the back of four would be like the back of three would be like ten to four.
0: Ah right okay
1: so, okay yeah. It could be. Yeah,
0: well that's a good defense. I'm gonna use in future. That, don't you know that in England? <laughs> in England, <laughs> I would be early right now. Okay, it's still twenty two. Right. If you're gonna be late, you're gonna be late. Basically. Yeah. 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 I'm terrible for being late, but it's not my it's not my fault. It's just like it's hard. You know, hard to predict how long you're going to be when you're doing jobs like scanning and shearing mm. and stuff. It's just mm. a nightmare to try and hanging around waiting for stuff. Oh, like I try and get away. I I, I never if I can avoid it scanning you do five six jobs a day if, at times but like with shearing, I try and never do more than three jobs a day because that's the big thing is, is the yeah. going, going back to New Zealand because I've been to New Zealand
2: you know Have the, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. They, they got a lot of stuff done but they've never felt like heroics like they weren't really into that sort of you know again going to the pub doing the four Yorkshireman thing like oh god just tell you what I've done today yeah like they just got it done um, but partly it was it was a setup. so like there were vets um, I was working with who were scanning a thousand cows in a day Wow. For yeah, pra- yeah. for reference, we've got about six thousand beef cows in our little practice. Mm. It's a much bigger practice, granted, but um, th- just because they would use the rotary parlour, you and know, it's like those are like those uh, merry-go-round sort of mm. milk parlours yeah. you see, and they just stand on one stand spot, yeah, and, yep. and, and in do. and out. And you'd use the same thing for like putting cedars in, which is those like prids, you know, progesterone releasing devices, Wide on sponges. You could, if beef cows, they'd be leaning over and scanning them like in the race. You just rather than get every animal into a crush, you just load a race full of ten lean over do them you could jag them mm-hmm. uh you know put pour on, on them whatever you needed to do you can do it quickly mm-hmm. uh same with the, the the loads of like young technicians so vet techs um who would be doing like the more routine jobs like disbudding or drying off you know putting their intramammaries in and they the, the rate at which they did i mean we went with a team and it was a big team we dried off 800 cows in three hours or something mm-hmm. yeah. but never we never felt yeah. like it was
1: Stressful, like
2: oh, because they tend to put everything. Once. Shearing's a great example as well. They bring the sheep to the shear to the, to wall the shed. shed yeah, yeah, and and it's all undercover. You've got you've got a cat, you know, you're, yeah, exactly. Kitchen
0: there toilets, showers, mm. <laughs> rather
2: than running between. Oh, I've to quite a few Kiwi shearers who've been to the UK and, and done the Kiwi, and they sorry done the, the sort of trailer thing, and they weren't big fans of it. To be honest, I can kind of see why. Yeah. yeah,
1: did yeah, did you have a ferg burger?
2: I did. I had a couple of ferg burgers. Yeah, did we like did. Queenstown.
1: What did you feel about them?
2: Everyone's like, I think the problem is it's got that massive, cute... Don't worry, Cam, we'll explain in a second.
1: <laughs> Cam, are you still here?
2: <laughs> Ferg Burger is like one of those... It's in Queenstown, uh, which is like a quite trendy ski town in New Zealand, um, about a couple of hours away from where I was. He's uh, very easy to go up for the weekend or whatever. And um, it's a really just famous uh, burger joint, you know? not Nothing too special. It's, it's called Ferg. Ferg, Ferg, Ferg. but I think the, the originator must have been called Fergie or Ferguson or something. Yeah, okay. Ferg yeah, yeah. Burger. Um, and Ferga. there you go I'll raise it with them <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and the queues out, outside it from you know it's open all day pretty much the queues outside it are uh, massive
1: like all, all the time all the
2: way down the street all the time from breakfast to dinner Why to the middle the shop of the night like shop? so
1: much hype
2: but I think it looks good doesn't it part It's part good. of the charm oh, of yeah. yeah okay you yeah, know? Yeah. anyway like, but it's become a thing you know it's become a thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: um So I mean, it's good but it's like it was great
2: and I, I think the problem is if you hype it up too much mm. too much then it's disappointing but I never
1: there's a limit biased. how good a burger can be
2: yeah and they were probably at top of the limit they were great mm. but if you decide your life's going to change because of a beef burger you're going to be disappointed yeah so yeah I right. highly recommend Ferg Burger in Did, Queenstown would you go
1: to New Zealand?
0: I might be going to New Zealand next year actually oh, yeah. the parties try to get me to go um, where
2: are in, to based in Eden?
0: pass on that pass I should know Omeroo? that sounds more like it yeah Um so the southwest coast yeah Paso that might be me making I think, up I, I think, I'm sure I'm screaming passed. at the podcast listening I'll search yeah, yeah. Iona's going to look me up but I I just think yeah I, I mean I love to go love mm. to go it's just I don't really it's a tricky one and I've said this to them and they're all on board it's like it's a bit awkward for me going without Lizzie and the family. Yeah. I, and we can't really go with Lizzie and the kids just now they're so young and yeah
1: or is this the time to go when they are so
0: young? Somebody else said that it's easier to fly with them. Like yeah. that, I I just I think. I How be long there. would you go? For? Too many sheep as well. I'm like it's mm. it's too much work on here. I, I I said to them if we want to go, and they they'd a, a show in mind. So I said if we're to go and do that, let's go and let's make it a proper work trip, mm. and mm-hmm. I'll just come for a week, and we'll, and we'll blast that. It'd be great for me. I'd love to go. Love yeah. to go to New Zealand. It's on there, it's one of those ones where it's like, I want you know I really want to go there, but if yeah. I'm going to go, I want to make it. Special, think, yeah, 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 and that's what I'm kind of worried. You know, it's like if you just go for a week, yeah, it's like you've been to New Zealand, but you've not really been to New Zealand. And then
1: I often say when people say that about how long you can go for, it's better than not going at all.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, that, def- accept, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I can it's accept Omeroo, that. It's by the way. Omeroo, yeah, Omeroo, right enough, yeah. But
2: a lot of the places, I mean, again, I was saying this before. It, the bit where we're in, especially the south of the South Island, is basically Scotland 2.0. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. go, driving through places like Clyde or Stirling or Roxburgh or Ettrick or Harriet, like it's. Bizarre, Drunning
1: yeah. Muirkark.
2: <laughs> my 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 new um, aspiration, life goal. One of my life goals is to get some sheep farmers from Kelso, New Zealand, and take them to Kelso sale
0: and see ah, what their yeah. reactions are. Okay, yeah, see how big Kelso bit, is here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah.
2: Look at the tops. Yeah,
0: no, they're, they're, yeah, it's on the list. It might go February again. Scanning's a big thing as well. With a lot of scanning mm-hmm. on and all that to do. But uh, hey, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Mm-hmm. It might happen. It might not scanning are you into scanning did a day a half day yesterday
2: be honest The scanning do you see yourself because you can tell shearing is like your love Mm -hmm. scanning you can sort of see it on your face it's not your (laughs) no and I totally get it Mm. it's never
0: appealed to me sitting in a cold box yeah it's not scanning in the dark the the money in scanning is mental yeah like it's amazing you know a lot of days you're making a thousand pounds a day like you know that's not every day but there Mm. are days like that and especially the big guns we're making that a day you know the guys with all the big the, the nice jobs mm. that they hold on to and scanning's hard to get into because unlike shearing there's not many shearers go past 35 mm. whereas with scanners yeah, you can scan yeah, to your 70 because yeah. you're just sitting down doing nothing like you know as long as your wrist is okay and your shoulder you're just sitting there like all day in and in a, it's a cold box it's boring it, I just sit and listen to audio books and podcasts mm. and you get a bit of chat when you arrive in the farm you'll make the odd joke as you go but you know, by the twentieth day in a row or whatever and yeah, everything's boring. mucky and wet and Yeah, it gets whereas pretty old, doesn't it? We can't the other thing was, just, there's no testosterone in scanning. Like I, I love shearing for the testosterone. Yeah, yeah.
1: What do you mean there's no testosterone Cut the in scanning?
0: Like yeah. you, you can't you can't be the alpha male when you when you're scanning. <laughs>
1: Why is that the goal?
0: No, that's that's the best thing about shearing.
1: Why? Could you you want to be the alpha?
0: But it's just a natural human instinct.
1: It's not human. I think it's a natural male instinct. X
0: chromo- y chromosome, it, it, Y chromosome, Y chromosome, Y chromosome. chromosome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm X Y as they come. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what? I Mild. am a he him. But, um, <laughs> no, it, the the shearing <laughs> is, is is such a a macho. Like, come up and every day you go on that board. So say I'm a, I'm in macho mm. now. Generally speaking, generally speaking. I'll, I'll be the, the top Shearer on my trailer, but that you know that doesn't mean anything. There's loads of guys can beat me. But generally speaking, but you have still got young guys like Davy Andrew there and Jock Welsh and and these other young boys in Ayrshire that they're after you.
1: Are they beating yeah. you now?
0: No, no, not behave. But <laughs> um, no, but they're, they're after <laughs> but you. That's and something... Every day you, you they're after you.
1: But how will you feel when you're no longer you the alpha? You
0: can't see. You can't go to your work and be like, I'm gonna have an easy day today. Mm. Cause if you if you start that first hour a bit off the pace, they'll be like, "I've got them today," mm-hmm. and then they're, then they're coming for you, and it's 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 still about keeping the job right, mm-hmm. you know. But we still make a great job despite all this competitiveness. Like you wouldn't be on my trailer if you didn't make a good job, and that's particularly with with David and Jock and actually all the boys in Ayrshire they make a bloody good job. Mm-hmm. They come for you, but they don't yeah. sacrifice their job for it, mm. and that's why you know I hate when people come and try and ratio and just cut corners. You know, leave wool on, and and they don't do the job right. It's mm-hmm. that winds me up, um, but no, I love the shearing. Oh. I think partly it is. There's more than one person there, surely. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, you know, yeah. just that. But it is just such a for me shearing is just, and it's such a like if you're a sheep shearer, and I talk about this all the time. And part of the reason that I, that get, I had the confidence to do YouTube and social mm-hmm. media was mm-hmm. because I was a shearer. So so because, people people can't come at you like, oh, uh, you know. Everything in farming is about how tough you are. So nobody can come at you look at yeah. this guy just messing about making videos and, you know, he's soft.
2: Do you think that's, uh, that's <laughs> true? But do you think that's positive or not? Like, do you think... Like, you've talked about before, you know, especially if you're an ancient farmer, you want to be known as the worker, like, you're hard, you know. Yes, You yes. want to be known as... Work, which, is, which is good, like, people have got to work hard, but do you think that ends up becoming a means? Again, talking about UK agriculture, mm-hmm. people focus on working hard, not
0: necessarily working... We're, Smart. Effectively, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, one big thing when it came to me, renting ground and stuff, yeah. being a shearer was a great thing because one, they knew you're a hard worker, yeah. Uh, especially if you're and if you're a good shearer, and it, it's usually well known if you're a good shearer, you're a tidy yeah. shearer, that stands you in real good stead. So they know you're a hard worker, two, they know you can afford it, yeah, because you've got you can always back it up, shear some more sheep, yeah. Because you know, shearers make a lot of money, there's no doubt about it, they work for it, mm-hmm. You don't make as much money as scanners. But they, they make so they work for it as well, though. Yeah, scanners. They? Our scanners do, like, it's, it's easy, but it's mentally a real challenge. Like, it really is. Yeah. Even getting home at night and you've 10, 15 text messages and phone calls, hmm. and you've got to try and get it all booked in and sorted. And that's partly my fault because I'm not organized enough. Like, the are top you not, guys, the top no, no, imagine. The top guys do the same farm at the same date yeah. every yeah. year. Just copy and paste, see you there. Or I might need to move you around a wee bit to squeeze something else in, but it's the same every year. Whereas I'm just like, text me nearer the time. And then all of a sudden they'll text me and I'm like, oh, we'll fight you in. Um, but no, the scanning's great money. Uh, I mean, I can't give it up because we need it. Like, yeah, absolutely need the money. And it's not, it's not that, it's not that. I hate it. It's just but not as you fun. You can definitely sense a difference. Like yeah. you watch those shearing videos,
2: like you're buzzing about it. Yeah. and then The scanning. Yeah. Again, it's, it's also that time of year when then no, but the days are short and weather's well, rubbish. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. it. But uh, do you reckon that shearing's the best? If you're in like in this country, like this part of the world, do you think shearing is the best thing to be in? If, say, you were, again, in your shoes, no you know, farm to inherit or whatever, but yeah. you are wanting to get sheep.
0: Do you think, because I was thinking shearer at fencer would be a pretty good one, eh? Fencer's very good to get into. Fencing would be great to get into. Shearing's Shearing is the best way yeah. into farming because, for example, I'll go on 30, 40 farms in the summer, mm. getting a crack of all the farmers. Mm-hmm like initially when I first started I would let them know what I wanted to do you know I wanted to start farming just hard to get ground if you tell 30 farmers that and you've made a cracking job of shearing their sheep so you instantly have their respect if they hear about a bit of ground they'll think that boy that came here and made a tidy job and was Mm -hmm. respectful and was you know was good chat and is just trying to get on I'll give him a wee phone and tell him and most of my ground has came from that you know people that I've either saw at the shearing or or met somewhere along the line from that and told them what I want to do, two weeks later, or a month, or six months later, they hear about a bit of ground, or they want to give up a bit of ground, they phone you, and say, mm-hmm. what about this bit? Yeah. And, and honestly, I've been so lucky that way, but shearing, shearing's away, plus you make a lot of money. Because like, it was interesting, last New Zealand reference promise,
2: but the, the new entrant if you want, there were lots of new entrants in New Zealand, but yeah. they were, sheep oh, was mostly not Mostly dairy, because yeah. mm-hmm. to make them, because you if you have a look at the lamb prices, the lamb schedule in, in New Zealand versus here is, is roughly half you know, okay. slightly slightly better in, out there than half what you'd get per kilo of lamb. And I think just for that, you need the scale. You, you need big yeah. ring-fence yeah. properties. Mm-hmm. You need massive scale. And so, you know, you can't tinker away with 50 or 100, mm. 200 ewes, even a even 1,000 ewes probably. So whereas with dairy, because it makes money, like going back, you can, if you get to 50 and you get really, or 40, and you're making good yeah. money milking cows, but you think, God, I'm sick of getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Like life should be better than this. You can go into some sort of profit share with some hungry young, obviously young couple, but could you know be a young individual? And there were there were guys again talking about being you know one of our, the guys was looking after. He was milking six hundred cows um, between him and his wife. They had a courier business, a pub, a nursery, and he was looking for another herd to start milking. Wow. Um, so, but like you say, you don't. I think to, to become a contract milker, you just need basically your labour. Um, a little bit of money to buy uh, a quad and maybe some dogs probably not even that yeah. and you just get in there and you work f- flipping crazy hard. hours yeah, yeah. 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 Like yeah. You, do, you do the stuff that you, you, you know the 40, 50 year olds 60 year olds don't want to do understandably yeah. but so that was that was a difference there because I think there is something to be said for making profit and that sounds really
0: trite but no I always say like you know going down that food chain dairy, dairy, men, is, uh, dairy men or women um, especially that are actually hands on doing the milkings you know up every day at yon time uh, doing crazy hours every week so tied to their job as well mm. have to be such attention to detail it is big attention they deserve to the you know job. bloody hard job mm-hmm. serious hard job they deserve every penny they get penny. um but no listen guys we're we're, yeah. we're hitting that hour mark now which we, we try and keep around that and it's been fantastic Thanks to having have you me. in you, uh, have you enjoyed it iona
1: i have enjoyed it I feel like
0: I've learned a lot. He oh, yeah, is great for that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, uh, that's my favourite thing about Kaz. And whenever I'm unsure about something, I'm always texting Kaz. Like, As Kaz. Yeah, because it's cheaper. than Alan, obviously. It's cheap- well, it's cheaper than Alan. You know, I'm always worried <laughs> Alan bills me for his time, whereas Kaz, like, he owes me so much, he'll never he'll never <laughs> bill me. But uh, all the things i taught him and the thumbling. Okay. And on that note, thanks for listening. Well,
1: that was Kaz. What a laugh. He's a good lad, eh? Really nice guy. Quite aesthetically pleasing as well. Extremely Uh, aesthetically pleasing. Model for Fed.
0: Yes, absolutely. Mm. Actually, when Fed is launching tomorrow, excited about that. I think it's launching tomorrow, the new Fed merch. Mm -hmm. Very, very excited. Well, it's not actually merch, it's its own brand. I have to get away from calling it merch. Yeah,
1: that's tricky though, because you're used to that with the sheep game.
0: Yeah, it's all custom made, high end, it is the best of gear. But we'll talk more about that in future. Kaz, though... Great to have him on, great chat, and we'll be back, and we will definitely do a midweek podcast this week. Yes. That's booked in. We'll do a midweek Q&A, we have a couple of questions lined up, it's going to be controversial looking at the what we're thinking of, and it will be our first video podcast as well.
1: Yeah, I know how you're feeling about that.
0: Oh, I'm excited, but... You know, you're used
1: I'm, to you're used to the camera.
0: Sure, I'm worried about? <laughs> I'll how, wash my hair. How, how, <laughs> how do you feel about it? <laughs> Nervous. Well, it's good as well, because people will be able to put a face the voice yeah because everyone knows what my ugly face looks like but not everyone knows what you look like so it'll be nice oh that's
1: Iona yeah, Although yeah. Already, I've had two messages about the podcast with people saying you've always had a face for the radio
0: <laughs> <laughs> you and me both that's why I had to start my own YouTube channel it was the only way I was going to get on the big screen but that's exciting so that'll be out on Thursday morning mm-hmm. we'll have that live on our new YouTube channel as well so check out Fed by Farmers podcast YouTube channel you'll see it there and that's us for this one. Thanks again to CFMoto for sponsoring the podcast. I've been Cami,
1: And I've been Iona.
0: And we are both... Fed, fed by, by Farmers. farmers.